This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Welcome to Monday, Sydney. God, it's Monday. It's bloody Monday, Loz. It's bloody Monday. Bloody Monday. What happened to the weekend? I don't know. Maybe we should have a drink and have a talk about where the weekend went. Did you have a massive one? No, I, I, to be honest, I only got half months of so oh, it was a, right. it was a pretty quiet weekend for me. So yeah. I had to look after the kids. So only a half month. <laughs> I reckon I went three quarter month home, but uh, I left. I left quarter of the month in the tank. Today, Mez, I have got I've got a household issue, and I need your advice on it. Really? Uh, yeah, I, it's a it's a real problematic thing. There's okay. something going on inside my house. Okay, have you tried foreplay? Uh, that, that's exactly the problem. With with this particular problem, I don't think foreplay is going to help. Oh, you know how this goes, Sydney. Oh, I'll tell you about the show later. Loss, we're going to kick off the show with a story about a mum who, uh, she shared this on Facebook, she located a smell in her daughter's bedroom, walked in there and went, poo. That's that terrible. That doesn't smell very nice. Small child. And she's gone. Small oh. child, not a big child. No, not a big child. Has gone in there and gone, that smells like a poo and could not locate it. Has gone around the bedroom going, okay. Where's the poo? Said to her daughter, Where, where'd you put the poo? And the daughter said, I don't know, because she's only like, you know, 14. And um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like a two-year-old. She had year 10 exams coming up, and she just couldn't remember. <laughs> so busy. I've had so many no-dos, mum. Yeah. I really can't remember where I I've placed my turn. I Snapchat the poo, but I can't remember where I did that. <laughs> I compared it to the price of avocados, but then lost memory after that. Yeah. Has uh, the child has done a poo and hidden it in the room and is unable to express to her mother where she's hidden the poo. The mum has torn the room apart. Hidden, hidden poo, crouching turd. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> and the suspicious smell. The mum's gone mad. She can't find it. So she's trying to sniff it out. She's like literally going. Oh, yeah. It's good. Like a sniffer dog. What a good job. <laughs> What a great way to find it. Yeah. Can't find it. And eventually just peels back the curtain. Just on the ledge there behind the curtain, just on the ledge, on the window ledge. Nice. Big one. Massive grunty. Just now, a <laughs> <laughs> But it's also, the kid didn't get up on a chair and take a dump on the ledge, so it's been transported via hand. Well, that's it. That's yeah. it. I mean, how did that get there? I don't know. Maybe she did it into a small um, paddle that she had. Yeah. And then transfer it. Maybe it was a spade. You know, those little plastic spades that kids use. Just a little bit. You don't, and then yeah, I don't transfer. Think you, you don't back out a Grogan onto a window ledge with accuracy. <laughs> Especially when you're only 17. Um, and you've had a couple of UDLs. Oh, thank God you hadn't had any UDLs. Oh. Look, it's not the sort of thing that's going to play well at schoolies, but it's better for her to learn now. I don't know. <laughs> You can make some interesting friends. <laughs> Schoolies. Come around to Tamara's place. She's going to take a dump on the window edge. Yeah. What? We don't have to travel to Berlin for this one? No. It's a, it's, it's a homegrown hidden grunty. Uh, it now, is 10 past four, by the way. What? We haven't said anything bad. It's, it's prime grunty time. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people are going to shake one out now, Liam. Yeah. A lot of people are coming home with their beautiful children. 
And, yeah. uh, and some, of them, talk... some of them, some they're going to drop <laughs> off at the pool on the way. And that's right. They're, uh, they're, this is a lesson. This is a, a life lesson for kids. Uh, plumbing is good. Hundred <laughs> percent takes it elsewhere. Don't can't kids, just off just off topic for a second. I don't want to make oh, bad good. Bird, but, no, but good. seriously, seriously, Loz, you know this with small children and parents who are listening right now. Mm. Let's let's just talk about because I actually considered this today. What is it with small children and just their ability to smear a bowl? Like it's just it's like concrete. You can't get it off. Like you've got to have there's okay. It's a, mm, you got to no. They're surprisingly it. lame. You think it's old men who are going to leave the skid marks? It's not. It's bloody kids. The kids yeah. are the shockers. When they get uh, to the end of that nappy stage, you know, two and a, you know, it's like kids seven, are eight and six, uh, <laughs> and it looks like a, a man has taken the nappy off. No, taken it, a it dump looks like in it. it looks like a NASCAR trial. It, you mm. know, it looks it's summer nats is what it is. Just, right. Anyway. Burnouts. So we're talking, we're talking about smells, where you found them, what they were. Do you know, one of the worst smells I've ever had experienced, um, probably after a two-day bender, uh, let's call it three. Because uh, <laughs> that's more accurate. Yeah. You know, my, maybe a couple of kebabs on the way home. Not the best diet, not the best oral <laughs> hygiene either. Straight into bed without cleaning your teeth. And then maybe on the Monday or Tuesday, you floss and you dislodge something oh. that smells like a corpse that's been rotting in oh, your basement. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. But, you know, but the thing is, you, you smell the dental floss and then you think, oh, man, that's rude. But you've got to, you've got to go back for a second sniff, don't you? you go, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Why are you smelling the dental it's like, floss? It's like when you put your finger in your belly button, you mug it around in there, and then you pull it out and you go, ooh. Oh, ooh. yeah. Oh, that's awful. Don't pretend oh, that's you awful. haven't flossed, ooh, Liam. Why are you so inclined to and sniff? Don't, don't pretend you, you have not sniffed the dental floss whilst wearing your wife's G-string. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing got, him. Uh, got, got him. Got him. Yeah, um, well done. Years ago, when I lived in a share house, Loz, I, uh, I was living with a, a guy and a girl, and uh, they yeah, they went a couple. Yeah, we all had our own, had our own rooms. Anyway, and what happened? Then what happened? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> sadly, and then uh, one time, um, Kate, who's who's one of my share house um, friends, she mm. hid a scallop like. From a shop, like a fish shop, a scallop, yeah. I don't even know why, hid it in my room and said, I've hidden a scallop, find it. And I swear to God, oh, I, oh, wow. I, mate, I was doing everything. I, was, I could smell it. it could, I could not believe it. It was there for months and it got worse and worse and worse and then slowly <laughs> petered out. And then just as I was moving out that day, like the last day I was in that room, I looked on top of the curtain rail and she'd mm. hidden it on top of the curtain rail. The one place I didn't mm. look. And it so when she said, months. I've hidden a scallop Oof. in your room, that's not a euphemism. No, it's not Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> when you get home from work tonight, there'll be, uh, there'll be a scallop okay. in your room. Where'd you hide the scallop? <laughs> Both of you. It's a double wind up. That's the double one up. One triple three five three. Where do you hide a scallop? <laughs> what no, smell it. have you tried to locate? You know, and it could be like you know what another one's driven me nuts was a dead rat in, the, in a ceiling cavity. Oh man, it, it just and it was yeah. summer and I couldn't find the bastard. Dead and I was, animals no good. Nah. One triple three five three. What smell have you spent trying to locate? It's a weird one today, but I've got a good feeling. <laughs> I don't. Mm, I, I do. Smell it. Now asking you one triple three five three. What's the smell that you spent ages trying to locate? No surprises. Phones have gone nuts. <laughs> I love this. What is that smell? What is oh, that smell? Oh, Liam. Liam. Uh, what have you done? 
How's your personal hygiene, Liam? No, I think How many times have I told you rubbing your genitals with a crystal <laughs> is not showering? <laughs> he was raised by hippies. <laughs> Where do you go from there, Liam? <clears throat> okay, let's go to Jared on the Central Coast. Hello, Jared. Hello, boys. Long time, first time. Oh, great to have you on the show, Legend. Well done. Uh, so my my smell story starts with my mum's old Mazda one two one. Right. So she she had this car since I can remember, and I was must have been about five or six at the time. And there's this smell that started growing in this car, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So it got to the point. You remember the episode of Seinfeld where they have oh, Jerry yeah. has that car he can't get. Yeah. It was like that. She tried to give it away, tried to sell it, couldn't get rid of this thing because of the smell in it. So eventually she took it to the wreckers and the wreckers started pulling it apart um, and called her and said, yeah, we found the problem. There's a uh, Wendy's hot dog that's about three years old wedged in the back seat. So as a little kid, I must have got a Wendy's hot dog and just shoved it straight under the back seat and it caused the death of this poor Mazda 121. Oh, God. (laughs) The poor Mazda just carrying that lump of hot dog around the whole time. But, Jared, did did no one, like, get in the car and go, that smells like hot dog? Because hot dog smells like hot dog. Uh, To tell you the truth, those Wendy's hot dogs, I'm not sure what's in it, (laughs) but I swear to God. You know, you think you can't make a Mazda one two one much worse, but yeah, it. yeah. I mean, as if it doesn't have enough to deal with. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's driving around every day, going, "Jesus Christ, I'm a Mazda one two one. Oh, and I stink. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I've got a Wendy's, and I've got a Wendy's hot dog inside me. Oh, but it's not the first Mazda to say that. <laughs> what is that smell? <laughs> Damien in Hornsby. Hello, mate. Hello, man. It's all like me, man. Oh, things got pretty G'day. loose pretty early today, you might have oh, noticed. What is that mate, smell? You talk about you talk about your rat and the roof. I had a rat crawl up the outside through a cover on the exhaust fan for the stove. He went inside, chewed through the motor housing, but that's as far as he made it, and he got chewed up in the motor housing. I couldn't find oh. that for months. And I had to get I, I was walking around for months smelling what's that smell. I had to get a little mirror. And I took their covers off inside, put the mirror up, and could see this chopped up bit of rat body that was decaying. I'd have to get a coat hanger and pull parts of him out of the thing. I was dipping (laughs) vanilla fridge wipe in there. I was lighting candles, mate. It still smells a bit funky, mirror. Oh, that's that's not cool. You move house, don't you? Yeah, you just no, no, mate. I just. I just Ooh. burn a lot of shit so to cover up the smell when I'm cooking. Yeah. Pulling bits of rat out with a coat hanger. <laughs> oh, not <laughs> not right. Just the wife going, have you got that rat out of there yet? <laughs> I'm trying. I've got a coat hanger. What are you trying to do? Break into a car and get a rat out of the thing? Like, oh. Just not helping. Not mm. helping. The smell. When, they, when rats go, they yeah. go bad. <laughs> All right. Let's get to David in Coogee. G'day, mate. Hi, mate. How you going? Yeah, very good. We're talking about smells that you spent ages trying to locate. Yeah, um, it was a couple of years back that um, one day me and my mum smelled this horrid smell coming from the kitchen. We didn't know what it was, so mum's like, oh, it must be the plumbing. Called a plumber. He couldn't find it. Called a builder. He couldn't find it. Called an electrician. He couldn't find it. We spent about five to ten grand on just people coming to our house to find out what it was. Oh. We actually found out that dad put some raw chicken on top of the freezer. And I've been sitting there for about a month. Oh, so. oh. oh Dad. Oh, Dad. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, that yeah. would stink. The chook, mm. the bird goes bad as well. The bird and the rat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it was horrendous. So the dirty bird. Yeah. So did once you once you found the the dirty chicken on top of the freezer, did you try to get it out using a coat hanger? Or did you... <laughs> no, I got charged to, to do it because it was all green and no one was going to touch oh. that. Oh. 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 I feel a bit sick. Let's move on. There has been uh, a lot of talk about this, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Next uh, Tuesday night, which is the 21st of November at the Comedy mm-hmm. Store, Lawrence and I are taking to the stage in a one-off show called Picture Discuss. You can get tickets through thecomedystore.com.au. Now, with the wonderful Becky Lucas, too, can I just ask one question? Sure, sure. Um, what is the actual name of the show? Picture, Picture. Discuss. Discuss because yes. when you first told me, you know, oh, I've got I'm going to do this show called Picture Discussed. It's like pitch your disgust, oh. Oh. Uh, and I thought, oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you a picture, and you just pitch your disgust. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. are you going to show me a picture of Rolf Harris or yeah, <laughs> pitch, pitch your disgust. No. Yeah. But it's picture, picture, dis- disgust, disgust. So it's it's very it's very simple. What we do is we have a picture. And then mm. we discuss it. Now, I've had a look at some of these pictures, right? And you just go, oh, how, can funny, how funny can pictures be? I saw them today and I said to somebody who I've been working on the show with, I said, I don't know if we should show Lawrence that picture. And he goes, I'm also worried. So there you go. That's right. how loose it will be. Is it my mum lying under a whole lot of shopping trolleys <laughs> at the bottom of a travelator? <laughs> That's the background of my computer now, Loss. <laughs> We've still got time to slip it in. I will say there is a picture Whoa, of your mum, but it's slip not that it one. In. Oh, no. Help it to her feet first, oh, mate. You can only... <laughs> I'm starting to get a little bit nostalgic. Are you? Uh, because this uh, today is the penultimate Malcolm's voicemail from mm-hmm. Eric mm-hmm. Um Next week are the final shows. That's right. If I'm next, not mistaken. Next Wednesday will be the last show on air for the year and for me in radio. And can I declare how nervous I am about I don't know why I'm the just... final couple of shows I, with you and you, Lawrence Moon. You need to be nervous off air too because we are going to ritually humiliate. <laughs> you. Oh, so bad! And also, too, should point out, uh, Liam, that after Tuesday night show next week, that Lawrence and I are doing at the Comedy Store, yeah. we are going to tie one on, yeah, and then we're going to come into work on Wednesday with yeah. really poor attitude. Then attitudes. we're going to strap one on. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Okay, so Malcolm is in all sorts of bother, as you know. Across uh, the last three years, we've had unfettered access mm. to, to Malcolm's voicemail, whether he be in the lodge at Point Piper or at Kirribilli. So let's find out what's going on in his life. Hello, it's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking, and my week is going to hell in a handbasket. I've just lost my 27th consecutive news poll, and my approval rating has slipped to 36%. There is blood in the water, and the sharks are circling. Like many suffering whilst waiting for the result of the voluntary non-binding plebiscite, I'm going to need some counselling. Tell me why you need counselling, and leave a message. My name is Mr. Turnbull, Jackie Lambie, I've actually decided to quit the Senate, and so I need some careers counselling to re-enter the workforce, because um, politics doesn't set you up for much in the real world. I mean, what are the skills of a politician? Backstabbing, I suppose I could enter show business. Name-calling and whinging, still show business, and tennis. Relentless sniping, show business, tennis, oh, and the army. Anyway, Mr. T, I'm going to lock myself in the woodshed, drink 35 bows and discharge me rifle at anything that moves. It's Jackie. Oh, and hey, Canberra, go f*** yourself. 
Yeah, g'day, Malcolm. It's uh, Ross speaking. Hey, listen, mate, I don't need any counselling. Uh, I just I just push the emotions way down deep, mate. Just push them way down deep. That's the way. It's Ross. <laughs> Turbul! It's Lazarus! It's nice for you to reach out! I need some anger management counselling, Turbul! I see your square privileged uppity toppy nose born to rule richer than cream silver fox disdainful head! And I want to go the rotten thing with a hedge trimmer or a whipper snipper! They're not healthy thoughts, Turbul! I'm a peaceful man at heart! I'm a lover! Hello, Milcom Turnbulls. It's uh, Demir Dokish speaking. I need some counselling on how to make an ungrateful daughter grateful. I mean, I spit on her, I beat her, I assault her, I, I bash her, I abuse her, and she becomes number one great tennis player, and still, she blames me. Oh, yeah, Demir is the bad guy. Oh, yeah, I'm the bad guy. It's Demir. Oh, hello, Malcolm. It's uh, Rudy Vanderstone speaking, the stereotypical Dutchman from Merrickville. Uh, because I'm a Dutchman, I don't need counselling, but I'm always very happy to give some advice and some counselling in many areas of life. Uh, you know, in plumbing, uh, on how to finger a dike properly, how to grow your tulips, build a windmill, ride a bicycle through the red light district, remain neutral in two world wars, play soccer like Johan Cruyff, or, of course, bring your wife to a rolling multiple tantric orgasm. It's Rudy. <laughs> oh, Malcolm. Hello, Malcolm. It's Pinus Radiata speaking. Ooh, I need some counselling because I'm just so excitable, Malcolm. Oh, all sorts of things arouse me and then I get myself into a lather and I literally start foaming and just want to explode. I'm too highly strung. I get really worked up. Start gyrating wildly. I just want to scream. <laughs> oh, God. It's Pinus. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Adam McDougall is the health hacker. Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world and applying these little tricks and routines into your own life. I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years, but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies, from economics to nutrition and sports science, with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Lawrence Mooney with me this afternoon. Lawrence, have you got a little bit of a dilemma, mate? What's I going have on? I've got a household di- dilemma. Uh, the cleaner comes around to do uh, the cleaning, as she did today, and I don't feel comfortable being at home alone with the cleaner. Okay? <laughs> Imagine how she feels. No. Okay. First, first she gets paid danger money. There's a couple of. It she, does she, in she my mind. A supervisor. In my mind, you know, it does set up a, a potentially weird sexual dynamic because you know it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I know she's it shouldn't. Cleaner. I know. I know. But you know, I'm just at home lounging around in the nude, yeah. and she's got her French maid's outfit on, and. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence's role playing as Mr. Sheen, and when I say cleaner, she's pretending to be a cleaner. Okay, hang on a second. Um, and does she disappointingly end up doing some cleaning? Is that, is that <laughs> yeah. problem? No, but she's there to clean, and I just, you know, she's if she's in the bathroom, it's not like I can go and get a shower or no. uh, go to the toilet. No, <laughs> <laughs> so. 
I am making light of a dilemma that I have. I can't be around the cleaner because I also feel like there's a master-slave relationship going on. It's like okay. she's working and I'm I'm there and I, I should be cleaning, but I, I couldn't be bothered clean. I don't want to clean. I'm happy to spend some money on cl- someone to clean. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I have to get out of the house. Uh, to let her clean, and that's that's my dilemma. You know, is it okay to hang around the cleaner? Is it okay to watch the cleaner and say, <laughs> "Don't miss that bit." <laughs> I tell you what, tell you what, Vanessa, you're a strong-looking woman. Now scrub that a bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> or because you know the money's on the bench too for when she finishes. And that, <laughs> cleaning. Well, the money's there on the bench. Don't leave the, the money the, on the bench, you grub. No, but uh, yeah, that's the thing. Don't it's leave like, it on the dresser. Well, yeah, <laughs> and you, and you can't hand it to her because that's the meaning. So what I've started to do oh, is no. hide it around the house, <laughs> so it's more like a game for her. <laughs> and she gets she gets incentives as she goes. Do you hide it all in one portion, or do you meet, meter it out like antennas and oh, fives? Yeah, no. It's hidden everywhere. Okay, uh, all right. The problem is she's she's gonna she's gonna find other money that is just actually your, your house money laying around, and yeah. she's gonna take. They going, oh wow, mm. oh. Mr. Mr. Lawrence has given me because I just presumed that she's foreign. Oh, oh, she's got, uh, <laughs> you presume that she's got English as a second language. Yes. Actually, she's a very upper class English lady. Hello, Mr. Lawrence. Can I bath you? Um, <laughs> that's just the voice Lawrence asked her to do. <laughs> <laughs> She's a cha- trained thespian. Oh. Yeah, thespian. Loz, do you uh, do you when before she comes around? Do you clean up a little? Do you feel inclined to have to tidy up? Pre clean? Yes. Do you have pre clean? It's more pre clearing, getting stuff out of the way so she can do the clean cleaning. Yeah, gotcha. So yeah. Doing the easy, floor, easy like, stuff, yeah. toys off the floor, okay. um, you know, stuff out of the way. So mm, get mm, in there. Mm. So you pick up, all, up you, you pick up all your toys and toys, and you put them in your bedside <laughs> yeah. drawer to make sure that when she comes, she's not she's not terrified. <laughs> not all the toys. <laughs> but, like on any other show, this would just be like a proper dilemma. Like I can imagine yeah. how this would roll out. They go, oh, you know what? It's really good oh, yeah, to yeah. see you treating her like a human. In, on this show, <laughs> it's just gone down the well, crapper. Well, the moment I just said, oh, I don't know whether to stay at home, you said, you're a grub. It's like, I don't... It's a, it started at a pretty low bar. <laughs> what about this, I went right? from grub to pervert to predator. Well, hang on, hang on. What about this, right? She comes around to clean. You've got to get out of her way, right? Because otherwise you are just in the way. So what yeah. if you go outside, but you just put your hands on the window and just look in through the window? Now, technically, that's not peeping because that's your house. That's not weird. Yeah. Is it? Is it weird? Well, if, you've it, just, if you've just got your hands against the glass and he's leaning into the glass, into the window. It's interesting you asked me that. My, my sister-in-law is a detective uh, in community policing, so she works with all kind of like sexual predators and that sort of stuff. I said, is being a peeping Tom a crime? And she said, no, if a window's there, you're allowed to look through it. Really? Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, that has just changed my life. If the person makes a reasonable request for you to move and move on, then you should move on. But you're allowed to look through okay. any window you that want. That was a fork in the road okay. moment that, for Lawrence. That, absolutely. The next move was Lawrence drove straight to Rebel Sport, bought himself a football and accidentally kicked it over the fence yeah. to go and get it. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> No, I just bought myself some night vision goggles, and if there's a window, I'm looking through it. 
Jesus. <laughs> Lawrence, I'll see you again on Thursday. Uh, yeah. I, okay, on Thursday. No, I'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great to have my old mate Matt Preston back in the studios. Matt, great to see you again. Mizza! Mate, you've got a brand new cookbook out. Uh, yummy, easy, quick. 127 dinners. Yeah, well, the, the, you've that, had more than 127 that, dinners. That was just last night. <laughs> <laughs> but just before you came into the studio, though, it was good to see that you just needed to get stuck into a tidy little hamburger. I, I, I need, I need, I needed a bit of Neil Perry magic just to, just to. I started. Uh, I'm not used to getting up early. I started at kind of uh, quarter to six this morning. Agenda. I've just talked. I've just talked until I'm bored of myself. Well, so I, I may just shut up and just listen to you. Mate, you do whatever you want. We can talk about whatever <laughs> you like. If you're tired about talking about your book, we'll get to it at some stage. But you did get a burger from Burger Project, which is downstairs yep. here at World Square. Yes. They are outstanding. I take my kids there every now and again. What did you get? What type? I had an Aussie. You've got to have a bit of beetroot. <laughs> I love beetroot. Got a, you've got to have a beetroot and burger. It's a, it's a, it has an essential role of providing, a, providing textural interest and a little bit of acidity, which is, which is essential against the, the saltiness of the beef and the creaminess of the, um, the mayonnaise. <laughs> what about pineapple? Where do you stand a pineapple and um, a burger? One or the other. Pineapple has the same role, but if it's pineapple, it's got to be grilled, so it's a bit burny and charry, and so it's sweet, but a bit, you know, on, it should be on it should be on the grill for as long as the meat, so it really gets kind of like gnarly and burnt around the edges. Then, then I think pineapple, gee, you can have that by itself. I want uh, a burger so bad. I know. It's know, terrible. I've been <laughs> reading Matt's book as well. Like, there's, there's so many things I want to eat now. I've literally, I've, I had to swallow them because I started salivating. But, like, but the there, there are gone. moments, there are moments where, you know, we all try and, we all try and eat good you know nice yeah. and mm. with a bowl of bowl of oats in the morning and but there are those times when you just feel you feel that you just feel the the physical emotional spiritual need for a burger yes yeah. for, for, for meat yeah. for, for meat between bits of bread it's, there's just yeah. a you know there, and it's and it's, it's like the need for a pie at the football there's kind of a pavlovian reaction yeah. yep. the sound of the crowd the feeling of the concrete steps under your feet and you go Oh, really hot pie and cold sauce. Yes. <laughs> so you're killing me. You're killing me there. <laughs> do you reckon? Do you reckon bacon is the greatest seductress? Because if I, if I can I can say no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm 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 okay. I'm not going to eat. And then as soon as I see something with bacon, I just go, okay, just give it to me. I'll but like that. well, we all know that bacon is that bacon is the reason why everyone eats vegetarian. <laughs> um, but but the one thing they won't give up is bacon. Hence why all these flexitarians, which is basically I'm a vegetarian but I eat bacon. My favourite one is the is in <laughs> is in Germany. They um. They have vegetarians, which means you don't eat meat, but you still eat pork. You still eat bacon, <laughs> which is because you can't give up bacon. It's a ridiculous idea you're going to give up bacon. That's Obviously, too hard. Unless, of course, there, there's a religious reason for it. But yeah, the but then but then you see then you start discovering you know you hickory smoke stuff like you can smoke maple syrup. Yeah, tastes of bacon. You can use chipotle, which tastes oh, of bacon. Yum. You start finding liquid. You start finding the things that that give you the bacon you hit without without the porkiness, and you go, "That's not bad." What's oh. the What's the weirdest form that you've seen bacon in? Like bacon ice cream or bacon? Um, uh, well, look, I <laughs> there's a thing you do called fat washing, with, which you do with bourbon, and you actually get you can actually you you, you fry the bacon off, you then use the fat, you wash your um you wash your bourbon, so you get bacon flavored bourbon. That, that, that's, that's not oh, bad. Jesus, yeah, that, 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 that will do all right. Two of my favorite, <laughs> things are, my favorite food, and my favorite. I can't. I, I, <laughs> I think I think that's. I mean that, that, that that's that's interesting. Cause I think the great thing about bacon is, as we love, you know, it, it brings a kind of a saltiness to everything. So it kind of goes with anything sweet. So yeah. the, I've got a recipe in the new book for pineapple ketchup, which is basically you just cook down pineapple with brown sugar, cider vinegar, um, ginger, and some allspice. That's it. Cook it down, blend it up. 
a bacon sandwich in white bread with, oh. with that with that with that pineapple because you, so you can th- you can hear the pineapple going. I'm a little bit sweet. I'm a little bit acidic. Oh. I'm a little bit you know. Because pineapple, as you know, pineapple is the only fruit that eats you. There, oh, there, there's an oh, enzyme, there's yeah, an, the enzyme in pineapple that, that breaks down meats, which is great for yep, marinade. Yep. When you, when your mouth gets a bit 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 bit, bit you know a bit sore from the pineapple, that's the pineapple eating you from the inside. Is that out. wrong? That's yeah. what that is. Basically, yeah. I yeah, feel like bacon would fix that. I'm yeah. just, oh, just that, bacon. And that okay. bacon does do that. That bacon bacon is like your guardian angel. <laughs> it, it gets in there, and just repairs all that bad stuff. The pineapple. Well, it's yin and yang. What it about is, this, yeah. right, man? I'm just going to chuck it out here. You get a bread roll, which is like you know, like a hot dog style roll, yep. fresh roll, soft, you, you cut, soft, not yeah, too yeah. crunchy. Don't hurt your teeth. No, no, don't, I don't yep. like it too crunchy. Nice and soft. You, you slice it down the middle there, yep. and then you just put like about eight rashes of bacon, like a heap of bacon. Let's not muck around. Elvis, it's, Elvis it's, style. It's yeah, like an Elvis burger, exactly. Then you put in just some sliced cheeses, like, and I'm talking about crappy slices. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not your fancy cheese, mm, just yeah. just a couple of slices there. They just melt straight into that bacon, yep. and then you just a massive lashing. Of that pineapple uh, chutney yeah, there, that's good, right yeah. on like that, and then just eat that. Would you eat that? Yeah, of I'll course. Yeah, absolutely. I'll eat that straight away. I mean, I mean, because here's one I, we prepared earlier. I, 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 I think, I think the other great thing to do with bacon is, of course, maple syrup, and it's this idea of of when you finish cooking your bacon, um, when you put, you just get some maple syrup, splash it in the pan, just toss the bacon around in that maple syrup, and it, dirty, it's sweet and bacon. salty, and that, that that's kind of dirty and filthy uh, and delicious. Filthy bacon. the bacon hour? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I'd swear at that bacon if it was in the pan, you are a filthy piece of work. Okay, up next, Maddie, I'm going to give you a food challenge. I'm going to give you a product that you'd be familiar with, and you're going to tell me how you reinvent it. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The following is an official announcement from the Australian Government. Over the past few years, thought crime has reached record levels. Subversion is rife. Our enemies are everywhere. Trust no one. Luckily, there is an answer. Peter Dutton. No, not Peter Dutton. Thank God. Introducing a new series on Podcast One that interrogates the real threats to Australia, like John Safran, Rob Sitch, and children's author Andy Griffiths. Oh, God, I love those treehouse books. Who will survive? Who will fail? Introducing Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. The only show with the power of life and death over its guests. Listen at podcast1.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Matt Preston's with me this afternoon. We're just talking ourselves into a lather here when I say that my, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about food and salivating. You've got a new book out, Matt. It's called uh, mm. Yummy, Easy, Quick, 127 Dinners. Takes less than 30 minutes to make. This is obviously made for busy people, people in Sydney, flat out. You want to make a great meal. You want something tasty, but you want to do it quick because we're all under pressure. Bang. Oh, yeah, and, and look again, revisit some of those old those old retro favourites like Rissoles or Chow Mein or, or Sweet and Sour Pork, which is it's super easy to make. Yep. Sweet and Sour. Uh, sweet and sour sauce is really just you know vinegar tomato sauce it's super simple um but and of course then some of that magic pineapple but but you know the, the whole thing of the pork and cooking and blah blah, blah taste so just get yourself some pork mints and make little 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 pork meatballs yeah and then put put them through the so you get all the joy all the all the porky joy of the pork mints well um but you could also do that with chicken mints or you could do that with beef mints and i love that or turkey mints if you're all virtuous oh. um you might go you might go to turkey mints 
One of the things that, from one of your previous books, Matt, that my wife and I uh, enjoy a lot is your recipe for meatloaf. It's easy. You knock it up. Oh, kids eat it. They yeah, love okay. it. But kids, mm. you've got lots of meatball recipes in here for uh, different types of Asian ones and also to, uh, you know, your more kind of traditional style meatballs as well. Great for kids. Good to have your kids. I like, uh, my, I like my kids uh, being involved. I, you, in you know, you know the, the meatballs are a big debate because I think meatballs are a great way. And you, you, whether, if, you, if you like lighten up your rissoles with some oats, or you lighten up your meatballs with some ricotta, don't overwork them. Um, wet your hands when you form them so, so you keep your hands clean, they don't get too sticky. But the main thing is that they do take a bit of time to make meatballs to form up, which yep. is why, which is why that, that, that unpaid labor force yep. that, <laughs> that'll wake you at Saturday morning at six in the morning, yep. going, Dad, Dad, Park! Yep. Well, they, they can be employed. They can be usefully employed. Yep. And the best thing then is to use it when you when you got your mince, you, you mix some mince out there, get an ice cream scoop, you know, one of the ones that flips the stuff out, small ice cream mm. scoop, um, and use that to, to basically f- measure out the amount oh. of mince. So they've all your mm. meatballs are the same size. That's so a good trick. So it's like making a, like a, like a meat cornetto, they can, um, <laughs> which is a great thing to oh, teach that, a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone, look, I, I think everybody just heard meat cornetto and went, don't know what it is, want it. I would love to eat a meat cornetto. <laughs> I, I really, oh, really, really. Copywriting that as we speak. Yeah. I, really wouldn't, I really wouldn't Google meat cornetto. I don't think it's going to end up well at all. No, You'll find Lawrence Mooney's face <laughs> and a pixelated it's, square somewhere. It's, it's not his face, Maddie. <laughs> Mate, we talk about food trends a lot, and uh, we know that pork sliders and sliders and um, uh, pulled pork have been huge yeah. uh, in recent yeah, years. And, 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 kind, kind, of, of and kind of drifting drifting out now. I mean, I think you know the slide. I think now with you know it, it isn't it isn't cool unless it's sold sold in a bowl. You know, we're, we're just one of those poke bowls, which is basically a, you know, it's a hand roll with it where you can't be asked to actually roll it. Yep. Um, you know, you, you, you put your sushi rice in the bottom of the bowl and then put some things on the top. That's what it is, um, is it? I've, yeah, I've that's seen, right. There's a joint downstairs yeah. that's opening up and it's, it's, it's a pokey bowl. And I went, that's a terrible name for a massage bowl. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever, I mean, and you place but, it next to but, sumo salad. Awkward, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> uh, I think I, mean, I think that's a whole idea now. Everything, everything needs to come in a bowl, which is which helps in the plating up because really it's just a matter of you know put your 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 brown rice, your yeah. your white rice with your sushi rice with some some you know sushi seasoning on it, um, even barley or a quinoa if you're that way inclined, yeah. and and then then you actually start putting healthy fresh stuff in there, tomatoes or sprouts yeah. or it's all about balance, steamed asparagus it? and stuff like that, and, and and then you start having quite a tasty a tasty food. I mean, I'm a big fan of of um of putting uh putting miso and a bit of miso, a little bit of sugar, so you sweeten the miso up, brush that onto onto salmon. And then, then barbecue it. Delicious. Yeah. Goes really well just on brown rice with some with some Asian greens. Super quick. Very healthy. Or the other one, which is great, is just some teriyaki sauce and some salmon and away you go. Mez, can I make a suggestion? Matt's in here promoting his brand new cookbook, which I'm is so available. Right now. You need to do an audio version of this book, Matt, because yeah. your voice, voicing those recipes. Yeah, but do it uh, sexy. Just go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat, yeah. Say, say Patty's sandwiches that are so hot right now. So that. Yeah, yeah. Here well, we you, go. You Patty sandwiches that are just so hot right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, if you ever sick, we'll get Russell Crowe to fill in for a day. Oh, yeah. We could, we could, we could, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's great. Perfect. Yeah, Russell yeah. Crowe dictates your book. Russell Crowe reading the audio book. Um, I don't think we'd be able to afford that, but it's a nice idea. It would sell, though. Oh, it would sell. Maddie, before, before I let you go, there's yeah. a great little recipe. I like, you know, I like a bit of bloke's food, and you've got lots of great dishes here, and I've, I've tried so many of your recipes, and they all work well, but this is a basic kind of one. It's just a, a different take, right? So you've got 
steak sandwich or you've got a hamburger, but you've yep. kind of got a, like, and this is the one I've turned to is patty sandwiches, right? Uh, and you say they're so hot right now. It just looks like a bit of toast, but with a burger patty and a bit of relish yeah. and a bit of cheese. Well, well, but the, what's what's the trick to it? What's the what's the one well, well, takeaway that, that we can get to make but, those uh, better for us? One fantastic tip that I will give you, but the interesting thing, before they were burgers, because the burger only became a burger when it went into a bun. Originally, burgers were, some, were sold between slices of bread. That was the first burger. Yeah, yeah. So, so we are going back, and the patty sandwich is the new slider. And, and basically, it's just, you know, like you say, it's a burger. It's a, it's a bigger, fatter burger inside two bits of bread. But my, I reckon the best way to do that, sometimes if you get two bits of toast, they can be a little bit too crunchy. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. and it's a bit kind of sharp and 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 and, and naggly on the old gums. Yep. So what you do is you you get your you get your toaster. You put two slices of bread in the toaster in the same slot. The idea being that when the toaster pops up, you've got two bits of bread that are golden and crunchy on the outside, soft, steamy, pillowy on the inside, and that that soft, pillowy surface is going to suck up all the juices from. The 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 the, the, burger, the the patty you've made, and also from whatever barbecue sauce you choose to use. I can't even talk. <laughs> I can't even talk. I just want to make that burger so badly. That's a great trick. But but that, but that that whole idea about burgers. I mean, this is the thing about trying to keep things simple. Like like for me, the perfect burger. You don't need the egg. You don't need the breadcrumbs. You don't need the flavouring. There's no salt. There's no pepper. You go down to your, your butcher and you say, "Would you please grind up 800 grams of brisket, which is." Cheap, cheap, man, and then and then two hundred grams of something like like Kaiser Flesh or spare course or just smoked bacon. Grind the two together, quarter inch grind. Go home, put your hand in, put your hand into the plastic bag for the meat. Form it up into kind of you know kind of large golf ball if there were such a thing, large golf ball sizes. Press them and fry those. You get you get the seasoning comes from from the bacon in there. It's super beefy. There's nothing deflecting you from the the taste, and it's absolutely darn delicious. And that's taking you what. He's making each of those takes you about 10 seconds. Ooh, simple. God. I'm so hungry. <laughs> it's going to be 20 past five. I've gone into a food coma. Matty Preston, I know you've got, uh, you've still got more uh, commitments today. I've no, got nothing. Go. I'm done. Are you I'm done? Got, but, 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 That's I'm, it. But I'm bored of talking about myself. I want to go home and I want to sit on the couch and I want to listen to you talking about other stuff. Mate, your new book, Yummy, Easy, Quick, 127 dinners that take less than 30 minutes to cook. And if you've just heard us over the last 10 oh. minutes... <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to go and cook one, Maddie. Always a pleasure. Thanks for your company today, Great mate. Stuff, mate. Good on you. I'm going to open up a huge debate here. It's going to get some people upset, but I want you to get upset as well. I want you to be a part of this in a Who, good way. Yeah, you which, don't want to upset people. No, which part of Sydney? Let's say it now. Which part of Sydney? And we're going to make stereotypes. All of the great things we like to do. Um, which part of Sydney is the worst drivers? Right. Saturday, Lamb. I uh, had some work to do, and I was up in Warrawood, mm. Northern Beaches. Good part of the world. Mm, nice. Beautiful spot. Yeah, yeah, good. Good community. Nice people there. Mm. And uh, uh, it's for, for me, from the inner west, it's about an hour up there, about an hour back. Yeah. What a punish this city that's, is. That's, yeah. And no matter which way you go, you're rooted. Yeah. Let's not pretend you're not. It's going. not convenient, is it? Over on the spit, back through Chatswood. Not $160 in tolls. Just. And fines. Um, <laughs> anyway. I was I was driving back and there's the turnoff where you either go up towards Chatswood and people <laughs> in the northern beaches will know this right where you go um th- uh, th- so hang on what am I talking which road is that <laughs> uh, uh, through um you either head down towards sort of manly yeah 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 either go towards the beaches not I know it's Eastern Valley Way but it's not you know what I mean uh, yeah. anyway we'll get to it <laughs> I've forgotten it because I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember none of the roads anyway I've been okay. a hundred times. So I'm about to turn right, 
and I've got, oh, hang on a second. There's now little dividers on the road. I need to get over to the right-hand lane. Mm. It's got the indicator on. This is not going to be a problem. And as I'm going over, somebody's just going, ha, 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 denied. And aggressively, this woman in like a, a I think it was like a Mitsubishi Mirage, just came barreling up and yeah. just cut me out. And I'm going, oh, I've got nowhere to go. I'm actually going to have an accident here. <laughs> and I've had to slam on the brakes. I went, oh, at least the person behind, that, uh, behind them has seen that I'm in trouble and they're going to let me go in. No. Denied. I'm going, where am I going to go? Cut me some slack. Northern Beaches are dri- drivers are aggressive. Yeah. Not very skillful. You're declaring them. Yeah. Hundred percent. Can I make a suggestion? Okay, here we go. I think maybe uh, they just recognised that you weren't one of their own. I reckon they've just spotted you in whatever car right, it was you're I, driving. Because I wasn't listening to Angus and Julia Stone. Yeah, yeah. There suggesting? was, there was, there was. You were listening to music that had a bass line and had um, percussion in it. And they're like, listening. well, he's not from around here. No, I was listening. to, I think we know that I was listening to Triple M. Yep. You didn't have. Uh, you didn't throw the obligatory uh, shaka signal. To indicate that you needed to come over. Yep. See, it's not about the indicators on the northern beaches. It's about throwing them a, a shaka. A shaka. Yeah, which is when right. you stick your finger, yeah. little finger out, okay, and your thumb out. You. Yeah, that's that's the universal signal for I need okay. to move, change lanes on the northern beaches. Okay, Wakehurst Parkway. Right. You know where I mean now. Okay, you found okay. the name of the yeah, road. Yeah, you okay? North, it's in North Narrabeen, right? Yeah, sure. It's a nice place around North Narrabeen. It's beautiful forest. Well, would well. you get off so domain.com? So no, shut up. No, I'm not on domain. <laughs> so you, it's where you go. It's Pitwater Road, right? And in the corner there, people, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So you're heading south and you go, oh, I was going to go on the Wakehurst Parkway. Yeah. Denied! Yeah. Nearly had an accident. So aggressive. Yeah. Because right. so, you're not from the Insular Peninsula, so they're not going to let you in. Yeah, I know. But uh, they, look, the thing is, they're aggressive. Right. I, I'm gonna, now I'm going to characterize different areas. And I, I ask okay. you to join me in a second. One triple three five three. when you want to get through it. Uh, we're going to character assassinate all the different elements of Sydney. All oh, the beaches. All the beaches. This is this is my determination, right? Good. Let's just hold on. Before you get into this, just just think through what right. exactly you're doing. Our audience, yeah. you are about to pigeonhole them all based on where they live. Oh, mate, everyone's going to get a slapping. Oh, okay. Well, as long as, we're, as, long as we're slapping everybody, okay, that's well, let's, fine. Let's just, okay, let me kick it off, right? Sure. Northern beaches, this is my determination, and I drive a lot. I yep. like driving, and I'm a good driver. Mm-hmm. I'm an excellent driver. Mm-hmm. I'm a brilliant driver. <laughs> I'm an excellent, brilliant driver. Uh, Northern Beaches, you're aggressive. Yep. Okay. Need to settle down a little bit there. Um, okay. Uh, Shire. This is what I'll say about the Shire, right? Oh, okay. 90% are actually great. Yep. They're actually, it's actually quite some decent driving down there. But 10% are total F-wits in a car. You get blokes in, in cars in the Shire and just you just go, mate, it's not a race course. Settle down. And your car's a bag of shit. Stop being at all. You're not ninety percent su- are excellent. Ten percent are lunatics. Are you suggesting that there's a small minority in the Shire that perhaps spoils things for others? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, there's no historical there's no, historically, incidents there's where like that's that. happened particularly before. Particularly not like, you know, at major events we're on a beach <laughs> or anything like that. It's never been 10% ruining okay. for the rest of them. Okay. Sure. Okay. Next one. Eastern suburbs, right? You have got European blindness. You cannot see locally made cars or Japanese vehicles. You cannot see anything that is not German or Italian, and you've got a real problem. You also can't see anything that is above three feet, right? Yeah. Because you're in a freaking Range Rover, and you literally look out the window mm. in the rearview mirror if you're not mm. doing lines of cocaine off that mirror. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You look out the back. There's nothing there. You yeah. can't see anything. There is a car it's behind you. It's very dangerous for people like me who are less than three feet tall. Exactly. Get hit by car doors exactly. all the time. Exactly. And then you have got Jody Mears who just randomly goes, oh, "I'm going to roll a car just for laughs." <laughs> what are you rolling the car for, Jody? Because I feel like it. Because I can. Yeah. All right. So that's two. Uh, let's get to Asquith and Hornsby. Ooh. That area. No, I'm turning off of them. Right. And this also includes part of the hills district. You know, there's as well. not going to be any drink driving in Asquith though. because no, no. There's no pubs. No, no. Slow driving. 
because they're old people yes. and they're driving with their prostate. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not driving, their prostate is. Okay? Hills District, polite. I've got to say, a lot more. Yeah. Is it very polite? Because it was like, oh, to church. what would Jesus do? Yeah. He'd let you in. Yeah. I'll let you in. Yeah. Oh, look at me. I've got a little fish, fish on the back, on the of, back my... of the car. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But you're boring. Hurry up. Get a move on. Hills District, get a move on. I've got places to be. Get a move on. Okay. Right. North Shore, who cares? That's just straight out. I don't care how you drive. You're just lucky to be driving. Right. What, where are you driving from, North Shore? Where do you go? Mm. Into the city, over the bridge. You don't even need a car. Get public transport. Yeah. Go away. Western suburbs. Wow, you really have yeah, taken out the you, map I'm off. Western suburbs. Every driver's a death match. We know that. Let's not be honest. Yeah. It's a death match. You get out there. Yeah. The thing about the Western suburbs, you hear them first. Eh? You're driving along, it's either, or it's, I actively avoiding being the first car at the lights in the Western suburbs because I don't have it in me to drag race. No. So I always make no. sure I'm not the first car on the line. Last and absolute worst the inner west. That's right. My mob. Yeah. You are the worst. Too busy having a social message sticker on the back of your freaking Subaru wagon mm. to actually get in the freaking lane. Merge. Why can't you merge? You know Victoria Road is coming. <laughs> you know it's there. Mate. You live there. You freaking live there. Get in the lane. Get in the get in the lane. Mate, that's why the council merger didn't work. They are unable to merge in the inner west. But no wonder they have to divert it with a tunnel because it can't be trusted, you peanuts. Stop putting stickers on the back of your cars right. and do your freaking job, which is to drive so I can get home to my place and be a wanker in my own domain. Merrick's going to burst a blood vessel here. One, triple, three, five, three. Okay. Sydney, what is the worst area for drivers and why? You can dob in your own area, your own suburb. You can name another one. We're all teeing off on everyone. I've teed off on everyone. You can tee off on me. Let's do it. Taking your calls, one triple three five three. Where are the worst drivers in Sydney? I look. I had an experience in the Northern Beaches on the weekend, driving back Wakehurst Parkway. Tried to get on, then some aggressive locals just went. No, not you, not you. Us forced me almost forced me down a bloody back onto the spit. No thanks. Don't need to go that way. Anyway, I called them out for being aggressive. Then I said, in a west, which is where I live, it's full of wankers with yeah. stickers telling you how to live your life. That is not untrue. Usually in Subarus that they just have no awareness of other drivers in. Trying to stop infrastructure in places. Oh, just, it's all, it's always that. It's mm. always telling you. Talk, yeah. Just, oh, I've got a car as a platform to tell you what you should be doing with your life. <laughs> do you know what's taken, do you know what's removed the need for bumper stickers? Twitter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. In the inner no west. No need for bumper stickers no, now. Not in the inner west. They go, no, I've got a Subaru Outback. I've got heaps of space to tell you how you should live your life. I can, 280 characters. Yeah. Shire, 90% good, 10%. Absolute maniacs on the road. Eastern suburbs, don't know what a car is unless it's a Range Rover. Western suburbs, deathmatch, we know that. Uh, Asquith. Well, lots of calls come Hornsby, through, Mayors. North Shore, everyone's taking a pasting. North, uh, we've got Nathan in Narrabeen. Hello, Uh-oh. here we go. All right, look out. Okay. Now, <laughs> hey, Mayors, how are you? Good champ. All right, far away. Mate, I'm here to defend Narrabeen. All right. I know that intersection. You had about 300 metres to move. Oh. If, I was, mate, if I, I was next year, I wouldn't have let you in either. Mate, you got 300 <laughs> metres to move if you if you realise that the partition has been put in place there with the little you know the little bits that partition the road away. That didn't used to be there, Nath. I used to have heaps more time to make that decision to get over into that lane. Google Maps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you've got partitions on Google Maps, Nath. Yeah. <laughs> Nath, would you would you suggest Merrick's made a bit of a, a rookie error, a bit of a, a northern bit, suburbs a amateur error? 
little bit, yes. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, I won't be going up your part of the world anytime soon. No. That's, that's your punishment. <laughs> that's your, pun- that's no, your punishment. Like that. No, yeah. I was only joking, yeah. mate. Oh, it's too nice. <laughs> but I won't be going to Narrabeen. I'll be going to somewhere nice like Freshie. No, nah, Narrabeen's um, beautiful. That's where Ryan Girdler's Cafe is. Oh, it is actually. Yeah, yeah that's good a good spot. That's, it is a good spot. All right, okay, let's stop talking up freaking Narrabeen. Brandy <laughs> in Bexley, how are you? Hey, not too bad, Merrick. How are you? Great. What are your thoughts on where's the worst drivers in Sydney? Look, if you want to find the worst drivers, you need to venture down to Hurstville. Okay. Hurstville, Westfield, you cannot get a park in there for about two hours because there are people taking 20 minutes to try and get a parking space. Okay. So like, wh- get into the parking space. Oh, are you talking about those people that need uh, an 80 point turn to get their vehicle yes. into? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and with their partner guiding them. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. <laughs> they're the worst people. And, and they're tiny little Corollas. Yeah. That is, oh. that is the moment, I reckon, you hand back your driver's license when you turn to your passenger and say, hey, can you get out and guide out me into car. this park? And, and then your passenger says, Brandy, that you go, they're out there looking, and the passenger says, you've got a reversing camera. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and you go, I still, I still can't drive. I'll accept that. Brandy, that was an excellent call. Thank you very much. We've got Darren in Pendle Hills. Hello, mate. Hey, I thanks so much for this topic, but I want to tell you I've got about three groups of people right now. I'm going to go nuts. Okay. First of all, anybody south of home Bush Bay Drive, like Lookwood all the way through to the bloody um, Princess Highway. I'm sorry, get rid of all, all those drivers. Anybody that drives along that road, get rid of every single one of them. They cannot drive. They okay. do 20 k up to 60 k Like, they'll leave the biggest gap, and then they'll bloody put their foot on the accelerator and slow down. Foot on it. It's like, mate, pick a speed. I don't care. Do over the speed limit. Do under the speed limit. I don't care. Just pick a speed. Yes. Please. Yes. Yes. Mate, the, mate, like, they're like cab drivers. Oh, it's like it's catch yeah. Speed up, slow down. Yeah. Speed up, slow down. Speed yeah. up, slow down. Darren, just yeah. quickly take a, take a breath because I can feel a swear word coming. Keep no, he's going. All right. He's all right. He's, I, he's I, doing well. And then on top of that, I drive a truck for a living. Tradies, go and shit yourself, please. Oh. In all honesty, please do so. You can't drive. If I've got my indicator on and I'm ahead of you, please do not put your foot on the accelerator to cut me off just to do so. <laughs> and then give me the middle finger. Because she didn't want to let me in. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, Darren, then, I've, I've got a feeling that other than tradies, as a truck driver, you're angry with tradies, but I've got a feeling you've got one more in you. Mate, the ball bags you drive with the ball bags underneath their car. What? Like, there's literally your 4 by 4 drivers, your toss-boss drivers. I don't know why, but there's something you can buy, and it looks like a ball bag, and they drive, and then they put oh, it on the, the back of their car. Underneath, um, what, underneath the tray of, the, of like, yeah. a Hilux. On the highlights or underneath yeah. the top box, they've got it next to their um their, their their exhaust. It's like, mate, we get you a ball bag. You don't have to show the world, mate. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mez, I think outside of Hurt Locker, that's the first time the phrase ball bag's been used on this show this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, we've still got eight days. We'll try to rectify that. <laughs> or was it rectify that? Oh, no. Oh, well oh I went too far. See you again tomorrow. Bye. That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.